Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. We really hope we see you there. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. my like the l- little love of my life just waddling into the sea and I'm like right we'll see ya alright can we take this penguin thing <laughs> <Sorry>. the, <laughs> the little love waddling yes. <laughs> oh I would w- lose my the mind the willowy athlete yeah. galloping <laughs> into the waves hello and welcome back to Should I Delete That I'm Em Clarkson I'm Alex Light you're what <laughs> <laughs> Alex Light <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what happened <laughs> I was trying to do a presentable so I don't think it worked. I would be inclined to agree. <laughs> Mal Klein. <laughs> I don't know if that's an act. No, I don't it sounds know what's like Steve Irwin. He's sounds okay. Australian, but only okay. a little bit. Mal Klein. No, okay, I'm sorry. Make it end. I'm sorry. Please, end. tell me something good. Tell me something good. Um. Okay, never <laughs> tell me something bad. Anything good or bad or awkward from your week? Let me just have a think. Okay. I want to start with my awkward. Hit me. The most simple, basic, seemingly harmless awkward, probably, you've ever heard, but something that caused me major, prolonged embarrassment. Yeah. I was on the train. Yeah. I was in a two, and in front of me was a table. Uh Uh-huh. There was a man sitting on the other side of the table, so facing me. Yeah. But I can't see him, obviously, because there's... Why couldn't you see him? Because there's other pe- there's people facing my way on the table in front of me. See what I mean? No. Right, I'm in a two. Yeah. And then in front of me is a table. Oh, in so front of you is a four. Is a four table. Fine. Sorry. Oh, I sorry. Thought you meant... Sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Okay. In front of me is a table of four. Four. Yeah. Okay. Fine. There's a man sitting opposite me. But you couldn't see him. But I couldn't there see would be him. Other people in the, the two in front of you. Right. Yeah, fine. That's part of the four. I couldn't see him in real life oh but you can only see him through the window our eyes oh, no. <laughs> locked in the window and, and my whole body just like went cold <laughs> but then because I knew I shouldn't I kept looking at him in the window a forbidden it, love if it, you no, no no it was a it was a 60 year old man there was nothing romantic sexual about it but he couldn't that's not what he thinks either and I was like every time I'm like I'm gonna have to move my seat I'm gonna have to move there is something about locking eyes with someone in a reflection or in a, in a mirror and it's, it's intimate it's so intimate it's so intimate and you feels, can't get away from it it feels secret it feels a little sordid. It feels, 
It feels sort. It feels icky. It feels like yeah. It feels like it feels like you two have something that no one else knows yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll always universe. have the window. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> I wonder if he told his wife. <laughs> probably, probably not. It probably no. didn't mean anything to him. <laughs> that meant so much to me. <laughs> classic. <laughs> oh god. Well, I had a seemingly, okay. I had a, a, a classic, awkward myself. Okay. Oh, okay, right. So I've had a big week. Mm. Um, I went to Downing Street, and yeah, yay! And before I went to Downing Street, I mean, that, is that you're good. Yeah, I guess so. Good. Um, but yeah, before I went to Downing Street, I did GMB. GMB came to the house, which is cool to interview me. Very cool. I know. I mean, what like yeah, they called and then and anyway, yeah. So well, yeah, come over, come come over, guys. So they yeah. came over, which was cool. And well, I mean, a couple of awkward. So they, the guy, the cameraman, was really nice. He's called Paul, and yeah. um, I was holding Arlo, and Sarah was behind him. This isn't the awkward. Just a fun caveat, just to sort of like butter you up for like understanding my relationship with Paul. So um, <laughs> like I met him, I was holding cool. Arlo, and he was like, "Oh, he's a beautiful girl." Sarah was standing right behind Arlo. No, 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 no. And I no. was like, "There was always hearing that." Obviously, joking that he was talking about Sarah. So Paul was like, "Oh, oh what a horrible awkward joke!" I was like, "I don't know why I've done that. Sorry, I put everyone on a weird front. I just put everyone weirdly." Anyway, did the interview. Super nice guy. Totally realised that I was wearing a white bra under my black top, which I haven't actually watched it back, and I never will because I feel like everybody's going to have seen that. But anyway, so poor Paul probably saw that and thought this this woman's a mess. But he wasn't going to tell me. Didn't tell me. Anyway, he went to leave. Mm-hmm. The end. The mm-hmm. interview. He walked forwards. Yeah. I now realise to pick up his bag. Yeah. But he stuck his hand out to pick up his bag. Mm, fuck off. Um, I was like, that's a tempting little no, hand. So I plucked myself <laughs> right in. I gave it a hearty shake and I said, that was so nice to meet you, Paul. <laughs> now, luckily, the presenter James was very nice because I think he saw what happened and thought, I have to help her. So he then gave me his hand and was like, very nice to meet you. I made it look like it was a deliberate thing. Okay, but is there not something worse about someone acknowledging your embarrassment and trying to save you? Like, that makes me feel even more embarrassed. Laugh at me. Laugh at me. <laughs> Let's laugh together. Let it be embarrassing. But don't try and Paul save wasn't me gonna laugh. from my embarrassment. Paul wasn't going to laugh. I, he just... He just looked a bit surprised and then resigned. If Paul I'm thinks you're so weird. Yeah, Paul's not going to come back to my house. <laughs> Paul's out. I'm never going back on GMB again. They, no, he's going to be like, done. no, stay, I've been blacklisted. He's like, that house is fucking weird. <laughs> that woman, she wouldn't let him. She was just trying to hold my hand all day. Shame on you. My stomach just sank the second I made contact. <sighs> I was like, oh, I made a mistake. I hate that so much. Um, anything Gorgeous. bad? Anything bad? Bad. A bad is I keep seeing TikToks and Instagrams about dogs which are really getting me at the moment for some reason and they always keep saying like take your dog with you wherever you go remember they you're their whole world they just want to be with you take them don't go anywhere without them they're so sad look at them when you leave the house anyway just just putting me on this massive guilt trip betty doesn't really like we take her for walks and she goes to daycare in a field that she loves but she doesn't like being in a restaurant. She doesn't like being in the... Like, she's not that no, kind of dog. No, she does not. No, she is not. She's not that kind of dog. It's, she's just really anxious. Anyway, I have been brainwashed by these fucking videos. So I was like, I'm going to take her to this cafe. It's an outside cafe. And I'd be like, it'd be really nice for her with my sister and my nephew. But it'd be really nice for her. She can sniff around and stuff, whatever. And it was so fucking awful. She guarded me the whole time. Barked at everyone. Um, and then this little girl tried to come up to her. And she was like... <laughs> Like she would never bite. Luckily, I mean, touch one of my salt. I don't think she'd ever bite. Um, 
and it was so stressful and then she tipped the t- table over you can whistle incredibly quickly uh, well, the, you, you didn't even stop for bread you just went whistle <laughs> and just whistle <laughs> did I? yeah that was amazing touch one and whistle <laughs> Even have to get any in to put any back out. Names <laughs> have next, they're in there. Do it again. Touch the Yes, she's so quick. That was amazing. Anyway, yeah, she turned okay. the whole table over. She tipped the table over. Oh, no. It was a rickety um, oh, no. outside park table with a latte on it, my sister's latte, and it went. And I was like, this is why you don't bring her out. Like, yeah, these TikTok videos stop don't making speak me to you. feel bad. Oh, everything's for you. But then I, I know she's upset when I leave the house, but I'm like, what can I do? Stay at home, you selfish bitch. Have your lattes at home. Anyway. Um, can I just say, to make you feel better, I took Boo out. Boo is a, she's a real cafe whore. Like, she absolutely loves them. Oh, she, she is, is great. Yeah, no, she's really good. She loves it. But I took her to a restaurant once. I took her to the fucking Bluebird in Chelsea, which is a fancy place. Don't know who Depot. I thought I was. I know, really fancy. Mm. I was. I can't remember why. I went there for a reason. Had Boa. Mm. We got there. There's loads of tables outside. Yeah. Got there. She just jumped on the fucking table. <laughs> She's never done anything like that before. And I was just standing there, tablecloth and everything. She just like jumped <laughs> on the I'm sorry. Oh, we left. I couldn't stay. For- I was like, I, I have to go. I'm so sorry. Like, what the fuck was that? It just came out of nowhere. She flew. Like, I see, uh-huh. and it was like winter, so they were like paw prints, or, like muddy paw prints on the table. I it was love that. That awful. is iconic. It was awful. It was so bad. Oh, oh man. Okay. Um, um, bad? Yeah, my own bad. Um, I mean, like, I just, I'm fine. Like, I'm totally mm. fine. Mm. But I'm just finding everything an awful lot at the moment like I'm very mm. just I'm just I, I feel like word of the month I'm just very overwhelmed which yeah. is fine it's just it's not being a mum I'm literally so that's so great I actually feel like we've got into a really good stride mm. she's not sleeping great but like that feels pretty good like that side of things is down but work it's just like I'm coming to the like realisation that I just can't do it all right now maybe I will be able to again yeah. but right now I just can't do it yeah, all and yeah, something's yeah. got to something's give, give. Yeah. and I'm just, just trying to work out what's got to give mm. however my boundaries are so terrible we've been talking about painting the downstairs loo for so long always yeah. it's been one of those things since we moved in oh we'll do it one day we'll do it one day we'll do it one day Sunday we went for a walk in the morning yeah. I cried the whole walk to Alex I'm so overwhelmed yeah. my to-do list is so long I went to France in August like yeah. middle of August and I haven't unpacked my suitcase because no. I haven't had the time out really? and every night I go to bed and I look at it and I just shed a little tear I'd shed more if I had the energy but I don't and I oh. shed a little tear because it's like a visual reminder of how overwhelmed I am like every day I, I ran my mum crying like literally being like can you come and unpack it for me because I just can't she said no well then she didn't say no but then when she <laughs> said yes I was like that's too much I'll just do it myself <laughs> anyway but I've been very like stressed mm. about it just because I've just got so much to do and I'm so behind on everything and I'm just yeah. so aware that the brands that we work with and messages, everything is suffering because I just can't do it. And then we got back and Alex was like, should we paint the downstairs Leo? And I was like, sure. <laughs> so I wasted my only fucking day when I could have got anything done starting something new. Obviously, we only have time to do one coat. So now, all the stuff that was in the bathroom loo is now in the kitchen. We've got it all with the fucking dust sheets and the masking tape. The paint's still out because I've only had time to do one coat. I should never have done it. But did you unpack your suitcase? No, Alex. Um, I can't. What? Why? No, I didn't unpack it. I didn't get all my work done. I didn't get through the emails. I didn't. We just were like, oh, yeah, let's just do that. And then obviously I made it all Alex's fault. I was like, I cried to you all morning. 
about how stressed I am. Why did you suggest it? And then I'm like, no, I'm angry with myself. Why do I have no boundaries? So good at prioritising. I'm so <laughs> upset with myself. And then I cried all the Sunday night that I'd wasted my day. I mean, has it brought you joy? It does look nice. Okay. But it's not finished. So no. So no. So no, it's brought me more stress because now I've had okay. to add paint second coat to my to-do list. Yeah. So you know what I'll be doing this Sunday? <laughs> Painting the second bloody coat. <laughs> oh, okay. so annoying. Yeah, that's probably a bad. <laughs> yeah, very bad. Very, very bad. Yeah. Yeah, I still haven't done my suitcase. It's really oh, yeah, upsets oh me so much when I look Do at it. Do you want help? I can, I'm good at unpacking. I need like full professional help at this point. Like maybe, maybe fair like, hypnotisation to like, <laughs> I just, I just can't. I just don't have the time. And I can't leave Arlo on the bed now because Something does she rolls have to off give. the bed. Yeah, on a realistic level, something's something got to, to get. I'm working too much without full childcare, but it's just a lot. It's just a lot. Yeah, it's just a lot. So I shouldn't have painted the fucking Put the bathroom. Paint brush down. It was the stupidest thing I've ever done in my whole life. Down. Honestly, I literally, I just cried. I just How cried. long did it take? A fucking ages, Al. I just, I'm, I'm confused, but I'm not judging. You definitely are. I'm just. You went, oh I'm, my god, M. You can't prioritise. <laughs> that was just when I heard it. I deserve it. I think I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I just. I mean, the thing is, there's just so many things I want to do. It could have been very therapeutic, and it um, does look nice. Cathartic. Maybe. It does look nice. Not I might do it tonight. Okay. Yeah. I, might, I think maybe yeah. I just got to get it done. Yeah. Georgie offered to come over. She's been painting an awful lot recently. Oh, she's she good. Help. Yeah, she's a good painter. Bit of a busman's holiday for her coming over for dinner. Yeah. I'd be like, you finished painting your house? Have you come paint mine? <laughs> anyway, I'm fine. I think that's fine. I'm just trying to be honest. But then, but then when I talk about it on the internet, people are like, oh, maybe you've got depression. Maybe you've got this. And I'm like, guys, please don't say that because I'm just trying yeah, to share true. the honesty. Yeah. And I find that really difficult Like because I am fine. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am fine. And also you're you're able to assess how you're feeling yourself yeah. and I, yeah. I, I get the I people just, trying to be, be kind yeah I completely but I just want yeah. to be able to share it to say if you're also feeling like this and I also don't because yeah. people keep messaging me being like you're doing so much when you've got a kid and I can't and it's yeah. like I can't either yeah. and I just I really want to stress that yeah totally it's, it's without that, being yeah I get that yeah I just want to say without like being told yeah like I'm, I'm just yeah I'm trying to be honest because I don't want anyone to look at me and be like oh she's finding it really easy yeah because that would be a lie that would be Happy though. Happy. Happy. Okay, that's good. I'm incredibly happy yeah. and just very overwhelmed. That's why okay. I know it's not depression. It like it's something. It's sure as shit something, <laughs> but it's not depression because I feel very happy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm alright. I'm just Yeah, you seem okay. You I'm seem fine. okay. It's I'm just... just very overwhelmed. Yeah. There's okay. just a lot to do. Well. Goods, goods, goods. Oh. Oh, I didn't do my good. Um my good. Yeah, is that I successfully made a dinner that with enough left over for both of mine and Dave's lunch for the next day. Proud Something of you. I've never been able to Proud do because that means portioning, rationing, thinking. Yeah, especially because Dave's fussy about his food. Loser, uh, absolute loser, and did it, and I made him a little pat lunch. Oh, I love in, a, that. in a Pyrex box. So proud of you. Made me a little pat lunch. Look at that, a good little, Thank good you. little wife. Thank you, that was my good. Oh my God, I'm so proud of yeah. you. Uh, two Yours. goods. One, went to Downing Street, climbed the Hugh Grant cool. stairs. And the online safety bill is yes. finally being passed. Yay. Soon, that's what we were talking about, the round table. So that was really cool. Really I'm really cool. proud of myself. It was pretty epic. Yep. You looked um, good as well, like the outfit. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, my bad, if I wasn't having a breakdown, my bad would have been the fact that I ordered a suit from Abercrombie and I 
honestly mm. oh my god I looked like a, I looked like an extra in the office it was really bad so <laughs> I'm not keeping that okay. um, but no my, my other good is yes. our guest today <gasps> after yes! a very long time and a lot of persuading uh, yes. my mum's here we've got How my cool. mum on the podcast How cool! but yeah so my mum's mm. here and she came to talk to us specifically about her huge endeavours into exercise over the last 10 years yeah um, we talk about all of it in the episode, but something I didn't do because we're not very good at being smushy with each other oh. is say that my mum is literally my biggest inspiration. Like, I just think she's the most amazing woman I have ever known. Like, honestly, like, I mean, you'll hear in a second, but, and I feel like anyone who follows me on Instagram knows that I'm like weirdly obsessed with my own oh. mum. But I just think she's so amazing. And it was so cool actually to take stock and like sit and listen to actually what she's done because i know i've seen it all over 10 years but then when you like actually listen to it it's so amazing i think for context i was aware when we were speaking we didn't mention that my mum was one of the founder patrons of help for heroes so she has been involved with help for heroes for a long time which is um the kickstarter for how she got into her exercise journey um but yeah she's just unreal and i'm so proud of her and so excited that she came on and yeah i hope you will love her as much as i do so without further ado my mom hello 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 (laughs) special guest special (laughs) guest um i'm gonna introduce you because i want to um i think you know a bit better than me just a bit (laughs) i'd hope so highly requested guest today we finally have my mum on the podcast and we're gonna talk well i mean we could talk about anything, but I think the thing that most people really want to hear about it, well, most people really want to ask you is if you're all right, because <laughs> you do the weirdest stuff with your free time. Um, you've done 10 Ironmans to date. Thankfully, you've retired now. And if you tell me otherwise, you're out. I'm not hearing it. But you've done 10 Ironmans, countless half, cycled across America, across Europe a bunch of times. You've gone to Everest Base Camp, Snowden. Anything else? Probably. Well, strictly speaking, I've started 10 Ironmans, but I only finished nine. I had a, a back problem, which meant I couldn't run. But a I... bulging disc in her back. Yeah. And oh. she still did the swim and the cycle and just decided to sit the marathon out. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the annoying thing is, is by the time I'd finished the cycle, I was feeling so pumped um, that I couldn't believe I wasn't going to do the run. Unfortunately, I hadn't packed my trainers. Otherwise, I'd, I'd have probably done it just because, oh you know, the adrenaline gets to you a bit. And... Can you tell, for anyone who doesn't know, can you tell us exactly what an Ironman entails? Um, yeah, so an Ironman is, it's a basically a long distance triathlon. The, the distances are 2.4 mile swim open water so that would be in a lake or sea or reservoir or whatever so 2.4 mile swim um 112 mile cycle ride and then you run the marathon at the end so (laughs) which is 26.2 miles it is 26.2 miles yeah bloody hell i I just couldn't well it's weird actually it's one of those things that you if i said to you i've done a half iron man and i give you half of those statistics people go oh god I couldn't do that so there's at some point where somebody might think oh I could do that um but um Ironman is so extreme that um yeah very few people go oh yeah yeah I'd I'd give that a go it's you can't just give it a go it's one of those things you do have to train for a bit anyway and you gave it a go for the first time I think this is what makes because Ironman is really impressive and Alex my husband does Ironman's 
not to be confused with my co-host. Does <laughs> I do not man. do Iron Man. Um, <laughs> Iron Man? Iron Man's? Iron Man. Anyway. Mm, Iron Man. Anyway, Boyal does them. And it's <laughs> impressive when he does them as a 30-year-old man. But it's like next level crazy impressive that you did your first one age 50 mm. and you did one a year basically for the next 10 years yeah which is bonkers most people don't start it in their 50s and whenever i put anything about any of your mad endeavors on my instagram the question that i always get is from women maybe a little bit older than are being advertised these events saying yeah but how like what made you what possessed you aged 49 to be like well, t- if I can just answer that, I didn't know what it was when I said yes. <laughs> OK, really? so I'd been fundraising for the charity Help for Heroes by doing a, a cycle event. And um, after having got fit to cycle, I thought, well, maybe maybe I could do the London Marathon. You know, anything's possible. Um, so I started uh, try- trying to train a bit for a marathon and had also all sorts of problems with my ankles. Went to see a doctor who said, really, you've got this uh, odd condition. I can't remember what he, he, he said. But he said, you know, we could try surgery. Um, but usually it occurs in people who are older and overweight. So I usually suggest they don't do anything. But really, running is the worst thing you can do. He said, physio um, and stick to the bike, but no running. So I had to say to the charity really sorry, uh, I won't be running the London Marathon for you. Um, and they completely understood. But then I had a contact from somebody else at the charity who maybe didn't understand what I'd just said, who said, um, how about doing an Ironman for us or with us? And um, I was out on a dog walk at the time and I thought, oh yeah, that's a good idea. I'll do that. <laughs> it was only when I got home, I Googled that the end part of the Ironman is actually running a marathon. But then the the guy who was uh, coordinating the, tr- the team rang me up and said, hey, I hear you're going to come and do an Ironman with us. And I said, oh, there's been a bit of a miscommunication and I'm afraid I can't. And he said, why not? And I said, well, I've got this problem with my ankles. And he said, ankles? You've got ankles? What are you worried about? Turns out (laughs) two of the team didn't even have legs. You know, they were wheelchair. They'd both lost legs in um, Afghanistan. So um, really, it didn't, you know, I, I had nothing to complain about. As he said, I've got ankles. What am I worried about? So with that can do attitude, um, that's how I started it. Stupidity, firstly, by not checking yeah. uh, and then just shamed into it. Well, the, <laughs> it was Help for Heroes that got you because it, it was Help for Heroes. It was Help for Heroes that did the same for me. In that, and I do think it gives you an amazing, like you say, launching pad. Because I remember you saying this to me once, and we the first bike ride I ever did was obviously because you'd bullied me into it. Which is, ev- all my friends say, don't get drunk around Francie because you'll end up signed <laughs> up to some sort of triathlon or something. So I was on one of these bike rides, and it was the first time I'd done any sort of exercise ever in 2013. So it must have been your third bike ride, maybe. And it's so Help fourth, for Heroes think, yeah. fourth. Yeah, Help for Heroes do these bike rides like across Europe every year. Like, And they do, they're called the Battlefield Bike Ride. And you'd basically go with a group of wounded service men and women and you as the fundraisers. And you basically cycle together through the battlefields and you stop at various places along the way and you lay reeds and you learn about the battles and it's amazing like it was just and in in it's like we had some of the best memories ever doing those rides and it's my first one and I was so unfit and I was struggling so much and I remember cycling uh, cycling along with you and this guy Ben 
who's amazing, Ben Zeisman, and he was paralysed from the waist down. And I was cycling along with both of you and you were telling us off because we were going too slowly and jabbering at the back. And I said to him, I was like, oh, I'm, I can't feel, I said, oh, I can't feel my legs. And he just looked at me and he went, oh shit, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get a move on. And it, you're, it, it's kind of that that makes you realise that you can't really, yeah, but you can complain. But you sound like a bit of a knob if you yeah. do. <laughs> so no, you the just... be, the, well, the, the, the best thing was, because you'd been whinging at me all day um, and I kept saying to you, look, you're very lucky. You've got all your working limbs and stuff. There are boys here who they were just boys, I think, on that one. But there were guys on the on the thing with legs that don't work or paralysed or whatever. And it wasn't really till you got chatting to Ben. But yeah. then the two of you were chatting so much. I thought, oh my god, we're never going to get into the hotel tonight. You know, it's just yeah. yabba yabba yabba. The two of you, classic. But it is like so. Your your first bike ride with them was two thousand and ten. Ten. Yeah. What was that like? Because I I don't. Okay, I don't so, remember you do it because I just my memories of you as a child were no I was not I, this. I never did anything I literally I hadn't ridden a bicycle since I was a child and then I don't think I'd really ridden a bicycle I'd never run um, I was very good at sitting on the sofa and smoking that was what <laughs> I did for and drinking very well see in my head you'd always been really active no. fit. not maybe not Iron Man active but no 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 never 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 oh my god never done anything even more like never crazy. done anything I was the most idle slob you could possibly imagine and having started the charity with a guy called uh, Bryn Parry Bryn decided to raise money um, for the charity by doing this bike ride across France now I was getting involved in in the charity in in another way I was I was um, getting stuff for, for the wounded guys in the hospital but also starting to get the media and the press behind it so Bryn said to me come on we're going on this bike ride and I said no Bryn you do the bike ride and I'll do the media and what have you so every year he'd come at me for it anyway 2010 um, which was I think the probably third or fourth year of doing it um he said to me, you know, you're going to do the bike ride this year. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm still, you know, still haven't grown any lunacy about me. And he said, but you are because we're going to Arnhem, which is where my father had fought and won the Victoria Cross. So I said, well, I'd be very interested to come to Arnhem with you, but I know there are trains and planes and what have you that I could take. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how he managed it, but he absolutely had me and uh yeah the next thing I know I was buying a bicycle and getting fit but so I had done nothing until 2010 so yeah I was what 49 yeah wow. anyway so that's how it all started but then as I say I didn't want to lose the fitness having because it takes a bit to, you know yeah. we were cycling sort of 75 80 miles a day um and it takes a bit to get that fit so I didn't want to lose it which was when I thought I'd start running and was it hard at first? I mean, going very from hard. absolutely not. Very hard it is. Yeah. yeah, it absolutely is. Which is why every time I do a bike ride with, you know, new people, uh, try and spend time with them chatting and taking their mind off it because it's, it's very, yeah, it's very hard work if you're not used to it. And you do become used to it. Um, which is why I was saying to Emily about, uh, you know, running a half marathon or what have you. She thinks, oh, gosh, I'm not fit because I've just had a baby. But actually, your body remembers. It does. Um, and it's not so hard to, to get going against once you've done it once or twice. Or in my case, well, <laughs> 15 times. Yeah. Madness. Mm. But it's your mental strength is like, your physical strength is obviously 
very impressive but your actual your physicality like it takes its toll like doing Ironmans and stuff all the time like your back's bad you've had a sore knee how many times have you had whatever's done to your shoulder yeah both shoulders both knees three bulging discs in my spine a hip issue and obviously the first thing was the ankle issue but yeah yeah I was going to say, did the running exacerbate that, the ankles? Oh, it's the least of my worries now, quite <laughs> okay. frankly. Everything's falling apart, which is why actually I did say I'd stop at, at 10, but um, I'm passing the mantle don't, don't to Don't you M. but me. Because <laughs> it's like, and I don't want to make it all about me, but it's watching someone do an Ironman is... Yeah brutal like you worry so much like I was an iron orphan and now I'm an iron widow mm. like but you I mean get me a tiny violin because you do have to get up at four in the morning I, I know, to I, and get in the water do you know what the worst <laughs> iron mine I've ever the, the worst one I've ever done was the one I supported when my friend Alex Wong did um Iron Man Wales and watching him do it was way worse than taking part I'd rather I'd rather run a marathon than watch one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I mean, no, I, I want to. No, Alex is really relating to that. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it is. It is like it is hard to watch you do it though. In that, like, I know things hurt, and it's a worry. What if you yeah. fall off your bike? What if you drown? I know you always say when I when I'm off the bike, Don't then you can yeah relax because I mean, two guys drowned in the um, the Irish half yeah. Ironman a couple of weeks ago. Um, Did they? Yeah, but, and they fall off bikes. People yeah. fall off bikes, and you often see like coming in when you're watching it. People bloodied, like because you know they're a special breed. These Iron Men, they're not going to stop for like a smashed up no. face. So they're coming in, just like covered in blood, and it's like, oh my god! Because the arm. underwater, I'm sorry, not the under, the open water swimming. Yeah, it's not underwater. <laughs> <laughs> She's a mermaid. That would that would be a very extreme Iron Man, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You have to hold your breath for a long time, too. Yeah. Two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. The um, open water swimming. Mm. Isn't that quite dangerous? Because there's so many of you just thrashing around all in one place. Yeah, I, t- I have to say, I've, I've never gone for a time. So it suits me very well to hang back, which okay. I do. Okay. Um, but I've been in a, a few conditions. One was Lake Zurich when there was a, an electrical storm. And the waves were really quite choppy and we had well actually the guy I was doing it with threw up he got seasick um, swimming in a lake and another one (laughs) um, was pulled up basically 25% of the field did not get beyond the swim Wow, um, that was it was right? No, that was in uh, Zurich Barcelona was I mean the waves it was really we looked like David Attenborough's penguins you know going in (laughs) and then just being pulled along by the the current and it was was like it was terrifying and actually what really put me off that one was I was standing in the queue you desperately try and go to the loo before you go because you don't want to yeah. Shit in your wetsuit. You really don't shit in your no, is fine, yeah. but everything else, you try no. and do that before you, and of course, you get stage fright. You can't do it. Anyway, <laughs> that's a whole nother issue. But anyway, yeah, two watch. women in front of me, both Americans, they'd trained all year or for at least a year. This was their big event. They'd flown over from the States, and one of them went and looked at the sea, and she came back and she said, I can't do it. Really? And they both decided they couldn't do it because it was too rough. And you think you've trained for so long? Oh my and it's gosh! Expensive. I'm really expensive. expensive. You're really yeah. committing. Not the necessarily the signing up, but the bikes and the kit and the yeah. well, and the sign up is yeah through four hundred quid. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then an they'd investment. flown over from America and then looked at the sea and said no. So of course I'm then thinking, oh holy crap, what am I doing? 
Ironically, it was the best swim I ever did, time-wise. Really? Yeah. I, I went I concentrated more. I went to a wedding the week after, yeah. and there was a guy with a uh, shot sling on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what did you do to his, your arm? And he was like, oh, I was at Ironman Barcelona. I did my first front crawl, and yeah. the wave got him and dislocated his shoulder. It was brutal. It was brutal. Ouch. And I've just got to watch my, like, the l- little love of my life just waddling into the sea. And I'm like, all right, we'll see ya. All right, can we take this penguin thing <laughs> away? <laughs> the little love waddling. Yes. <laughs> Wait, oh, I wi- would lose my The willowy athlete yeah. galloping <laughs> into the waves. That's what I'd like to think of. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Diving in, majestic, little mm. front flip. Um, I would lose my mind to watch... What- it just wouldn't happen with my mum. <laughs> like it definitely wouldn't wouldn't happen. But I would lose my mind having to watch with that. worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't. I mean, I've told this story in the podcast before, but we we there was a mountain near us when we were growing up, and my dad was like, one day we're going to take, we're going to go on, the, we're going to go to the mountain. So my mum put on little loafers, Prada loafers. Where was this mountain? Loafers. In it was in North Wales. I don't. I can't remember what it's called okay. though. So, you know, I'm, we're not dressed any better, really, but she was in her Prada loafers <laughs> and it was snowy and icy and she just got stuck on the mountain, oh, no. completely stuck on the mountain. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't move. My dad was furious and embarrassed. <laughs> like, why would you put on your Prada loafers to come onto a mountain? <laughs> so that's the extent of my mum's athletic prowess and also adventure. Yeah. Horses for courses, though. Horses for courses. <laughs> well, I think that would have been me. I've got a very old friend of mine... Um, who who jokes about we used to go and stay with her in in um Sedbur in is that Cumbria yeah and uh, they had a hill behind their house and the family would just sort of routinely stomp up the hill and I would just always claim I couldn't you know I'd got high heel shoes and painted toenails she was thought I was just the most bizarre <laughs> creature to ever come up and stay that I'd arrive in heels and painted toenails when they'd just got hiking boots and that's what they'd do all day it just definitely definitely wasn't for me no. I'd have been your mum in the, the Prada that's loafers. so interesting yeah. I don't know what changed but yeah well you do, I mean like, I remember as well because we like you go to a sporter sometimes after dropping us off at school. Does the sporter still go? But like the gym. Mm. But exercise wasn't... It's so weird looking at our lives now from what we were as kids. Like we watched TV a lot. Mm. We didn't... Go, we walked the dogs, but like not far. Oh, reluctantly. Very I'd reluctantly. Say, we're going to walk the dogs. Oh, oh I know. Oh, i got to go. I know. <laughs> yeah. it's, but it's, like, it, it's really weird that you... Well, not really weird, but like... It's it is but people don't believe me if I say that you didn't that you you weren't it wasn't a sporty your mum yeah no, you were yeah a sporty mum but aside from wanting to then keep up the fitness after having you know gained a bit of fitness with the cycling there must have been something that you enjoyed mentally about it yeah you see this is a bizarre thing because I I really don't know what I get out of it I get a lot of dread and fear. <laughs> Leading up to it, yeah. you know, I haven't okay. done enough. I catastrophize about what can go wrong. Yeah. Um, I have all of those fears and misgivings, and then sick on the morning. Oh my god, you feel just terrible. Oh, it's horrible. Terrible. I honestly, I feel like I'm literally walking into the gallows. Yeah, no, I feel like I'm going to the gallows. <laughs> she just walks like so sad. And then inside. the moment you get in the water, you're doing it, and and then all your your head starts to settle and you go, yeah, I can do this, I can do this. And as soon as I start doing it, and then towards the end of the run, when you can kind of see the... 
the finish line coming up, you, um, yeah, you, you can then start to celebrate and get euphoric. And yeah. you do. There's a great sense of satisfaction. Um, and actually what I'm probably underplaying is in the preparation to it, the getting fit in itself is a is a reward. You know, every... Yeah. You've just done a nine-mile run. Mm. Now, it might have hurt, but you come back going... <sighs> You know, I have it's, got yeah, it in me. Yeah. I, it's it's a buzz. You you yeah. you feel it. You absolutely do. I don't know. I was trying to work this out if it was na- if it's nature or nurture with the. I'm going to say masochism, but then to, you touched on it before, and obviously I know this story. But your dad won a Victoria Cross in World War Two, which is the highest award you can win for valor. Like he's a an amazing. He was an amazing man, and a, like just the mental strength that he showed to do what he did to fight how he fought and to win what he did like i'm not saying you're iron man's your victoria cross like it's a it's an odd comparison but you it it feels like mentally you've got the grit the strength that he had and you just and this is where because i don't think i don't think it's normal i don't think normal people can do what you do I don't think normal people go like you go. Plenty, plenty of people do do Iron Man. I mean, yeah, it's not... and I think they're all extraordinary. Well, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I don't think like people with, I don't know, people who aren't epic because you have to tap in. Like you, you dedicate yeah. so much. You have to work so hard. Well, you put your body through so much. The, the fortunate thing for me in doing it in later life is I had more time to, yeah. to train. You know, when I see your Al. Um, having to get his training in, you know, around work hours. And, you know, there's that silly little cartoon. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. the, yeah. Um, so it's all about, you know, two people in, in the office having a conversation and, and the woman's trying to understand, you know, what's going on with this man, why he, he just has to get up at five o'clock every morning and and everything. His answer is, I'm training for an Iron Man. Basically, I've got to go to bed at seven o'clock in the evening because I've got to get up you know, and train for an Ironman. And it is, it's very consuming. Um, so if you've got more time on your hands, as I had, um, it's it's easier. I, so respect to those people who managed to do a proper full-time day job. Yeah. Um, and a family life and, and. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it's a special breed though. Honestly, it's, it, I'd actually really recommend it to anybody who just wants to like, because you get such a buzz watching it, like just watching people cross the finish line. And it's like, you, I cry for people that I don't know, but, and I could honestly cry picturing them because it's like <laughs> when you when you watch someone come onto the red carpet and they get there and it's like, you know, you you haven't just shown up. You've put yeah. fucking everything into this and then you get there and they, they're coming down the thing and their legs aren't working, they're bleeding and they're just physically done and they're just so happy. It's Amazing. Watching people finish. There there is footage I saw the other day on um, Instagram of a guy of 85 finishing an Ironman. Wow. And I just think, oh, yeah, respect. And then I'm thinking, shit, perhaps I still have to do some more. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't got to 85 yet. Um, You don't. No, no, I know I don't. I know I don't. But the, the, the terrible irony, actually, fortunately fortunately things worked the way they did but the last one I did which was the 10th one I started 
um, obviously only the ninth one I finished. She's really hung up about um, that. Can you I know. Yeah. I think you should stop saying that. And <laughs> the tenth one that you did. Definitely. So we were in. Um, bless her. Emily came along to to watch. Well, Alex was doing it as well. We were in um, Estonia, oh, yeah. and um, so we completed the Iron Man on on the night. Well, for me it was the night. Alex finished his in the afternoon. Did all our celebrations. Went back to the hotel. I seem to remember a couple of pints of beer and a pizza went down. Anyway, it was a, <laughs> a lovely evening. And the next morning, sitting in the hotel, just sort of quietly drinking a cup of coffee, and my phone rang, and it was the organizer. And she said, "Are you still in Estonia?" And I said, "Yeah." She said, "Why aren't you at the awards ceremony?" And I said, "Well, why, why would I be?" And she said, because you came third in your age category, uh-huh. you qualified for Kona, which is the world championship. Oh but what they do is they offer the place. So they say, you know, to the first, that, that, that maybe they'll they'll give um, entry to the world championship to first, second and third of every age category. But if you don't want to take up your place, it's offered to the next person down, so the fourth person or the fifth person. So they'd already given away my place, but I did get down in time to pick up my award. But I thought, how fortunate. If I'd been at the awards ceremony and I'd been yeah. offered a place at the World Championship, I'd have probably had to... Because that's in Hawaii. Co- in Hawaii. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded. Of that's... all the places she's dragged me to watch her do an Ironman, it's like a little bit better Which than Bolton. Is, that said, the World Championship is in October and I'm wondering what they'll do this year with um, the terrible um, fires and stuff oh, yeah. they've had there. So, anyway, yeah. but that was um, that was last year, so it wouldn't have been a problem last year. Anyway, yeah. I didn't go. I've got the, I've got the, the award. Yeah, um, third place. That's so. amazing. That's yeah. so so cool. Well, I think there are only probably three people in my age category. <laughs> <laughs> no one needs to know that. <laughs> and you are officially done now. Yeah, You've yeah. Hung up I'm, your... I've just agreed to do a half next year. Half Ironman. Half Ironman. Okay. Yeah. Which in um, of itself is still as I say. Yeah, yeah. If we hadn't talked about the first set of statistics, and I'd said to you, you know, uh, uh, just over a mile swim and fifty-six miles on a bike and a half marathon at the end, you'd still go, "Oh, that sounds like that's a lot." lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's a lot. Um, yeah. So I'll do one of those next year. I've got. Uh, I'm going to also walk the coastal path of the Isle of Man, which is going to be a nice little challenge. Nice. That's really um, fast, like 100 miles. That's yeah, it's 100 miles, but none of them are flat. No. No. Um, we Not did a few of day. them this, this year. In a week. Five, oh, five days, say, yeah. six I days know, a week. Exactly. However long it takes, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. However long it takes. So, yes, I've got a few things uh, lined up, but not necessarily another Ironman. That's a lovely thing. You've been a really big part of the Havagos, the Hags. And actually, it was you that came up with the name. Because if you ever need a brand naming... Honestly, it's <laughs> such a good yeah, name. so good. Yeah. Such a good name. It's my hours spent on a bicycle on my own out in the middle of nowhere with all sorts of stuff sorting through my head so yeah send me off with a task and I'll come back with something I generally do if I need something like figured out I'm like hmm I'll type (laughs) tea it up when you've got a bike ride Hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film If only in theatres May 17th Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So you've been instrumental in setting up the hag. I mean, the hags, everyone calls you mama hag because that's what you are. But I think people sometimes project a lot of their own... Um, feelings of inferiority when it comes to exercise because they think oh well, you're you're so amazing you can't possibly know what it's like to struggle running a 5k or whatever but something that you've maintained throughout it and you touched on earlier is this like it doesn't matter how far you're going it doesn't matter how fast you do it it is about having a go and it kind of feels like that even when you're doing the most extreme and extraordinary things your attitude with it is very patient with yourself and with others and very just like not laissez-faire because you've got that grit inside you but it's it's not a competitive no not at all I still every time I turn up to an event and it could be an Ironman or even just a sprint triathlon I arrive with imposter syndrome I think what am I doing here you know what right have I got to do this you know I'm pushing my bike along and thinking people are going to look at me and think what she's going to take part that one you know (laughs) Um, so I still don't feel like I uh, have a right or, or belong. And that's that's from years and years of going into a gym and thinking people are going to look at me and think, what's she doing here? And she's not doing that right. And, you know, she doesn't look like she ought to. Um, and I think so many people feel that. And, you know, it, it quite amuses me, the reverse of imposter syndrome, which is the... You know, the Billy Big Bollocks who rock right. up with their four, yeah, and then they're absolutely hopeless, um, which I kind of wish I had a bit more of their attitude, but I don't. I, I always arrive thinking people are going to be looking at me and thinking, what's she doing here? Um, I And I, 10 Ironmans, nine, and I still haven't got over Ten. that. <laughs> 10 Ironman starts, yeah. But I still haven't got over that... Um, that feeling as I say you know even going to short events or you know God, I would not have imposter syndrome if I was you you it's weird I I would show up my award (laughs) I know it pinned tattooed (laughs) yeah (laughs) they do get the tattoo a lot of the Ironman do they probably for that reason but you see now I'd feel embarrassed to have that as well I'd have people look at me going what she's done an Ironman you know it's, I, I yeah, hate that you weird. feel like that, but I get it because it's not, it's a massive part of the ethos of the hags because it's not, yeah. yeah, it's like we don't have a view of, we don't, we don't actually have the representation, a lot of women in sport, but certainly not older women 
in sport you know you imagine i i feel it when i'm i mean i was literally i i stopped counting at 30 but i was overtaken by so many people on my run yesterday i was like oh fuck it but you don't we don't really have the celebration of the slower people doing it of older people of anything that isn't like beefcake with a waving man which is annoying yeah and i just don't have that competitive um element Uh, i'll be out with my trainer cal and he's like you know, say we're on bicycles. You say, okay, we're coming up on one there. You can overtake. And I go, oh, I don't, I don't care about overtaking Cal. But of course, that's his thing is you've got to be better. You've got to push harder all the time. And I just think, no, just have a nice time, really. Just get out, enjoy it, enjoy the other people. Um, I mean, there's nothing better than, you know, if you, if you sort of fall into stride, you're not allowed to on a bicycle because it's, there's this thing called drafting where you can benefit from sitting behind the person in front of you. Again, okay, um, that's So, like an F1. well, if you well, if you watch the the peloton uh, on a, yeah. Yeah, a push bike races, you know people are, are taken along by the group. But anyway, so you're not allowed to do that in Ironman. But there was a half Ironman I did a few years ago, and I remember coming across this girl on the run, and she was she'd sort of stopped and she'd had enough, and. And I was feeling like I'd quite had enough, but I still had another six miles or so to go. Um, and so I got chatting to her and said, come along with me. I'm not going very fast. And, you know, she needed to stop a bit, but she didn't stop completely. And she she had another lap to do. So when I finished, um, I waited for her and saw her. I wasn't going to run another lap. I didn't have that in me. But, you know, I think she would have given up because she was on her own and was feeling very bleak about it. And when I said to her, look, I'm really struggling too. Uh, let's struggle together for a while. Um, That's so, so it's, lovely. Well, it's nice to, yes. It's, yeah. I, I couldn't have given a damn about my time. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to help her get through. So, And in a very selfish way, I have, you know, somebody else's problems takes your mind off your own. It, um, yeah. So a bit like Em was saying about talking to the, the, the guy, Ben, um, when she was doing her first bike ride. Yeah. Yeah. Share, share your problems with people and, and they do get halved. It puts a lot into perspective as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. And I, I run, I bet that that the non competitive edge, just wanting to like, just wanting to do it for the fun of it and to enjoy it, that's probably much more beneficial to you than someone who's doing it to be the best and yeah. overtake and be number one and just try and... I, I, don't, I don't know if that's necessarily very good mentally. I don't well, know. Who am I? I actually don't have a clue. It, it, might, it might work for them. And there are people who have Alex to be... Alex is like that. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he wants yeah. to be the best of the best. Yeah. But the, the first few Ironman competitions I competed in competed you see I don't even feel like I competed but I took part as part of the team is called Team True Spirit and we were a group of um, they were all military I've got no military background aside from my my dad's war history Um, some of them were wounded some of them worked in support and the purpose was was as a team to get everybody round. It wasn't to, for anybody to go for individual glory. And to me, that felt much more of an important thing. And it was only yeah. really after a couple of those that I realised that, you know, the, the rest of the people around us were going for important times and, yeah. you know, beating records. And I'm like, oh, 
oh, I don't know, we're just getting around. Um, yeah. And having a laugh, well, a bit of a laugh and a lot Although, of a panic. <laughs> I remember one of your laughs was with this guy, lovely guy called Cy Harmer who's missing both of his legs. And he, I think it was one of the half Ironmans that you did. Oh, yes. And he was coming out the water and we were watching everyone coming out the water. And the guy was going... And they, they're really helpful, like officials, and they go, when you're coming out of a triathlon, they go, find your legs, like, get your, la- get your legs ready. Because right. you're you're, you're, your legs been... have gone pretty quiet for, yeah. for the swim. You're just using yeah, yeah, up a yeah, body, yeah. really. So it's getting your legs. Otherwise, when you try and stand up, your legs go a bit wobbly. So anyway. He was being helpful. He wasn't being whatever. Yeah. He was just saying, like, find your legs, find your legs, like, we're here, whatever. And he was going, find your legs. And Cy was going, shit, I've lost them. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's face, he was like, oh, my God. Well, he was kind of helpfully pulling us all out of the water yeah. and he pulled Cy up and there were no legs <laughs> <laughs> so good. but then like that's such a lovely part of and I guess it's that I've always cited Help for Heroes as being selfishly a really an instrumental and brilliant part of getting my head right with exercise because I think if I'd have gone into it if I hadn't, if my introduction hadn't been the bike ride, I think I'd have gone into it focused on myself, thinking about myself, how I was being perceived, how, what everybody thought of me, how quick I was. But like you say, when you're doing it with a team of, particularly like the, the wounded guys as they were, and then there were more uh, women as well over time, when you're doing it with a group like that, you, you're in perspective and you're much more, it's just much more fun. It's mm. like, you're not, I don't know, I think exercise... Again, when we think about triathlon, think about long distance, think about marathons, you don't think of it as being a, a camaraderie. You think about it as a quite an individualistic thing. Yeah. But you don't do. You've always this is this is your superpower as well. You've never got an empty house, but you've also never got an empty, like empty event. Like if you're going to do something, you're going to drag everyone else with you. <laughs> well, it, I have to say, it's as you talk about that. I think being a part of a team, which is where the hags is so good. Um, our cycle race across America we did as a, an eight-woman team. Um, so you are all contributing to the team effort. And I think when I've done a couple of walks with the Hags, actually three now, um, and taking a group of, of, in fact, they were all girls, I think, on, on the ones that we've done. But, you know, who some of them don't think maybe don't think they can do it and and everybody believing and helping each other out you get everybody through and it's so much more satisfying than stalking off and walking your walk you know if you're doing it with a group of people and and all of you helping each other to get through yeah that's the point really isn't it i mean yeah the race across america i we hadn't even talked about that you were the first female wounded team yeah certainly the first uh, though again here's my imposter syndrome because I'm not even wounded well apart from just generally being a bit decrepit but um yes it was a mix of um civilian and military and some were wounded um injured and sick um and I I didn't really come under any of those categories but um yeah we had uh, the girl I shared the van with a girl called Neris and she's paralyzed from the chest down she had a motorcycle accident she was in the military and I mean talk about nerves of steel that girl could get on her handbike and like 50 miles an hour down a hill without even thinking about it I mean terrifying you wouldn't do that in your car but yes a very very inspirational um Neris lot of awesome. women yeah she is she's amazing um but again, that's, you know, it's the team spirit that does it, that gets you through, definitely. You're epic. Just honestly. You're, I, I mean, I can't, I just can't really relate. 
<laughs> so we can't but tempt cool. you. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Give it time. I am one of these people, though, that I probably would start it and get obsessed for a short while. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not that long, but I think, uh, yeah. Well, Dave used to do triathlons. Mm. Never an Ironman, I don't think. I think Dave would have told us if he'd have done an Ironman. Uh, yeah. I think he'd be really proud of himself yeah. if he'd done an Ironman. I think just tri- triathlons. And he loved them. It's, it's yeah. a real shame. Well, they're, they're all come. triathlons. I've got some spaces to Blenheim next year. You can come and do Blenheim. Yeah? Yeah. He'd love that. I'll text him after this. He would oh, love that. Yeah, well, yeah. Mum would love that. Someone else in it. Daisy, do you want to come? Fuck yeah. You want to do it? Yeah. Yay! <laughs> oh my God, great. See, it's infectious. Yep. It is infectious. Yep. Come on, Al. Well, we'll, be, there, we'll be there you'll to be, support you'll be the hags. You can, the haggies are doing it. Come and do it with the hags. What, what month? It's in June. June. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. You yeah. might be a bit soon. Might, might be a bit soon. Maybe yeah. the, day, the year after. Yeah. I'll come you, support, though. You, you yeah, might yeah, be a bit support. busy, but yeah, we'll have to do it on the Saturday because I'm doing a half hour man on the Sunday. What, oh, <laughs> what would you say <laughs> to anybody? And actually, just while... We don't, we don't, I don't know, it would be weird for me to be this randomly nice to you in our normal life, but you've been the biggest inspiration to me with all the exercise I've ever done, because I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't have done it if I hadn't had you, but I definitely wouldn't have enjoyed it. I think I'd have stayed in a very toxic, I'm doing this to be thin mm. state rather than doing it just because I can or because it's awesome or whatever. And like, yeah. The you've been yeah you've been I mean I I mean to, I feel really bad I mean when we cycle together and I take it all out on you and I make it all your fault and if anything hurts I'm horrible to her yeah. <laughs> I hate you you've done this and just why are we doing it? it's just stupid go away don't look at me don't cycle near me I'm so bad sounds really fair and rational <laughs> yeah it isn't um but you are ju- just and I'm so lucky to have you as my inspiration because I just you're my absolute hero I just think you're amazing. But I know that you are for a lot of other people as well. So what would you say to anyone, if they're listening, that just thinks they can't do it? What would you say to them? Well, things like there's no such word as can't and what have you. Those those are really, really silly things to, to, to say. And different people are motivated differently and by different things. But I would say, you know, if you can find a group of people um, to support you in it, in, in the way of vags and you don't physically need to have somebody with you but um so it's quite a good online community to to support um that you know start start small start in your comfort zone don't be as stupid as i am and sign up to something before you've read you know read what it is um but um yeah the the more you do the easier it gets um and you know a little bit like your run the other day you know you push it a little bit further each time and it gets a little bit easier each time. So, you know, don't be daunted by by the end. You know, start with putting one one foot in front of the other. And it is always every turn of the bicycle or every stretch of the arm over your head, you're getting one stroke, one cycle, one step closer to the end. Um, take it bit by bit rather than, you know, worrying about the whole I think that would be my thing. The other thing is, is that I know you were talking about f- calories and food and what have you, um, is exercise is the one thing that's helped me to completely decomplicate my relationship with food because I'd worry about calories all the time. And I remember the first time I did a, when I was training to do the first bike ride and I did a 50-mile a ride and I remember thinking, oh my God. I mean, I couldn't have even pedaled to the, 
end of the road a few months before. And I remember looking at my watch and it said I'd burnt, I don't know how many calories. And I remember thinking, God, I can have, I could eat anything I want. And then I thought, but actually what I really want is, you know, and what what I chose to eat were some Manx kippers and some wholemeal right. toast when I got back. But that right. was. But if you Wouldn't listen, to, if you <laughs> listen to your body, which when when you do push it exercise wise, the chances are is it's not scre- it's not screaming for a donut. Um, it's shouting a little bit like during pregnancy. Your body tells you much more clearly what you need, mm. um, and so exercise did that for me. So. The, the sort of double effect of of the food thing as well as the actual physical fitness. So, I do feel like it's very positive. I feel like that our that our relationship as a household in recent years is very positive because it's so. It does feel more intuitive. I don't know. It's so much more intuitive. It just feels you know like with the running and with the you need to fuel your body rather yeah. than yeah. Yeah. Not starving it. No, yeah, because you have to have a big... That's much more our conversations now. It's like if we've got a lot to do in the morning. It's like, well, we need to have a big dinner because we've got a lot to do tomorrow. Mm. And it's a much yeah. nicer and healthier... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I really like that. Definitely. Definitely, I'd say it's it's made um, food issues. I mean, not that I had food issues, but I, as Emily will know, and probably a really unhealthy mother I was, that she probably grew up with me constantly going on a diet and but we all did that's what you you all had you you we, we, we all, all did yeah. yeah yeah every you were advertised like the yeah. atkins and the cabbage yeah. soup and yeah. god knows what else yeah what, what even i mean you'll know there was thousands diets don't tend to work but eating eating what you need um which when you're exercising you do need maybe carbs the night before mm. um and you maybe even need a little bit of sugar on the way to keep things going but um oh God, the gels oh horrible things i yeah. made a mistake once i remember taking your gel normally you have the gel sachets and you just have the one yeah. and it's like it's a it's like it's like a red bull or probably even more than that it's like a oh super sh- caffeine sugar thing yeah. and i remember taking and you had these like little sweets oh yeah those jelly things. yeah and i didn't yeah. know i just thought they were nice little sweets and i went on a bike ride on my own and i must have had about eight were you flying <laughs> and I literally back, i was like oh my god my hands <laughs> but honestly people people laugh when they talk about because nutrition is so much a part of all of this thing and literally i have peanut peanut m&ms so you've got your your protein and your whatever sort of flapjacks and then for the run i always take a a cheese sandwich a cheap cheese sandwich cheap cheese that. sandwich oh, nice. she just goes to a petrol station and gets a cheap cheese sandwich well if i'm if i'm doing it internationally i was going to like wh smith's because they're the oh, most yeah. processed possible <laughs> okay um because you don't want anything too hard to digest so really cheap white oh, bread and cheap cheese yeah Perfect, absolutely perfect. People laugh at me, but I swear to God, it works. When clearly. we're on the run, and I'm starting off on the run, clutching my sandwich, people are going by, going, "Oh my God, that's such a good shout!" And I think, mm, "Yeah, well, I've done this a few times." You're yeah. like Paddington <laughs> with your marmalade sandwich. In your you know, house. but the last thing you want is anything more sweet, and that's it. So you have to listen to what you're, you know, you're craving, and yeah. it would be the savour, it would be the carb. Um, it's really interesting that exercises. Decomplicated, you said your ratio. Totally, totally. Yeah, it's mad how ingrained this stuff is in us, though, isn't it? Like I went, I've got a Peloton. 
that I haven't used in a really, <laughs> really long time. Especially like in the first trimester, there was absolutely no chance. Half of the second trimester, no chance either. But I've been getting back on it now and doing like 20 minutes at a time. Ooh, wow. But like very slow compared to what I used to be but doing. But that's you your heart rate low. But I felt really proud. Like, I, I, you know, the other day I felt really proud of myself for finishing this 20 minute class. And then it came up with how many calories I'd burned. And where I came on the on the leaderboard, and I was, and I suddenly, and I, you know, it's a very low amount of calories yeah. compared to what you would burn if I was doing like a normal class. Yeah. And then I feel, I feel that, and I'm like, oh, oh, you shouldn't. I know, no. I know, and I'm like, God, I, you know, when I, talk- I don't use a Peloton, but can you turn that facility off? You can definitely turn off the you, leaderboard thing. Yeah, but you can turn off the calories. You can turn it off so it's not showing you constantly how many you're burning. Yeah. But at the end, it comes up with your. You know, your well, you've just got to whatever. ignore that. I think actually the the exercise and pregnancy are the two things um, that have really made me listen to my body. And I yeah, I can recall going to the butchers, um, pregnant probably with them, and just looking at raw liver and thinking, oh, I could, I could just lean over right really? now and eat that. That, that was probably my body iron? saying I'm missing some iron or something. Yeah, yeah. but. Um, I think during pregnancy, your body does tell you an awful lot more about how it's doing. Yeah. So you don't need some silly readout on a peloton. To I know, know, I know. And it, I, I got over and it. And you're not trying to burn calories. You're, you're making a baby, you know. You, right. You I know. just want to move. Yeah. yeah. Keep moving. That's what keep you keep healthy. saying to me. It's like, you, you, even now breastfeeding, you still need the calories. You, you need the calories because yeah. you've got to... I know. That's the thing. It's, it's, it's automatic. Yeah. It's yeah. not rational and like thought through like it's not my intellectual brain it's my it's like an in- instant just from so much conditioning of being exactly. like oh my god that's all I burned yeah. oh then it wasn't a good workout yeah. it's funny isn't it it's so funny no I mean it's not all about calorie burning and definitely as you say not overstressing your heart but keeping mm. keeping it a little bit raised for for a period of time it's just keeping yeah. you ticking over fit you you know you can't be expected to be you know keeping up with any no. previous whatever and wouldn't worry about it. Absolutely no. wouldn't worry about it. But also, you could just be like her and just when you're 49, just be like, yeah, yeah. put an eye on that. Maybe I will. <laughs> One thing I wanted to pick up on what you said as well, but I'm asked you the question about what you'd say to people who want to give it a go. Mm. Um, and I think that what you touched on about feeling like you shouldn't be in the gym or like you don't look like you should be in the gym but you're not going to do it right and I think that's a huge barrier you'll you'll know that's a huge barrier to stopping like women Mm. primarily from actually doing exercise and I think even just you expressing that and people expressing that will help so many people realize that it's not just it's not just them you know it's not just a me thing that I feel out of place in a gym it's just a a normal thing and if you were to get through it to get past it yeah you see the fact that I still feel it means I don't really have a solution to it um but I think that's okay but I think I think it is very normal to feel it I think that's that's what I would say is it's really quite normal and um you know you were saying people are overtaking you on the run then you don't know that they haven't just done, they're just doing half a mile and they're sprinting it. Mm. Um, I had a, yeah, an example of going, when I was doing some, when I was training for Race Across America, which is totally different cycling to doing an Ironman mm. because you were going out for 15-minute bursts and going fast um, and then you'd be taken 
back in the van and you wouldn't go out again for another hour or so and then you'd go and do another. So I was going around the house doing, near our house, it was a four-mile loop. And so I was doing little sprints and I was getting up on the pedals and whatever. And a bloke cycled past me when I was up on my pedals and said, oh, it's much more effective if you sit down (laughs) in your seat to cycle. And he'd gone. And I just thought, you don't know what I'm doing. I'm training. I'm training. And as Emily pointed out, when I got him absolutely spitting tacks about this arrogant asshole who'd told me how to ride a bicycle, Em said, he wouldn't have said that to a bloke, would he? No way. No way would one man tell another man that he'd be better off if he weren't standing up in the pedals. And I just thought, oh my God. And that's that's why we feel like we feel. Because people like him are telling us how to do things. Um, So, you know, as I say, I wanted to Afterwards, of course, I thought of all the things I should have said, which is, "Oi, stop right now! I'm going to tell you what <laughs> I'm doing here." Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you, you just—you don't know what anybody's race is, whether it's a race. You know, you could have been half a mile into a run. You could have been forty-five miles into a run. They don't know. Yeah. That. But I also thought to myself as I was doing it, I was like, I—I I, I thought because you do that thing where you just think. I want to explain to the next person that overtakes me that I've just had a baby and I'm running nine miles and it's really hot and I was up like three times in the night. But then I'm just like, but I don't need, I don't need to do that. Yeah. And one of the this one of the best things that ever happened to me was when I was first started running and this woman and she was like a gazelle and she like swished ponytail past me and I was like lumbering along this was years ago I'll never forget her and she ran in front of me and I was just and I looked at her and I was like there's my hopes and dreams and they've gone like that's all I want to be and I'm not her and then I got to the end of the bridge that she'd overtaken me and she was like wheezing at the bottom and just walking for a bit and I was like oh my god <laughs> she struggles <laughs> like she's me yeah. and then yeah since then I just think it's you just don't know you don't know anything don't know. about anybody no. and you just you we project our own inferiority onto people all the time mm. for like n- no re- just no reason but then again it's it's hard for women it's really it's not and it's not a space that we've been in for that long um yeah and you just get mansplained well, yes the whole time yeah. the bike rides the mammals middle-aged men in lycra they can't help they're themselves. Like a, they cannot help themselves. It's so annoying. That is really annoying. It's yeah. so annoying. I, I told it on the podcast. I went, I went to Spring Pass with my sister and it was the first time that we'd been to this particular one. And so when she said anyone new here, you know, we put our hands up and then this man was trying to talk to me throughout and I was it was loud in there and I was just like, leave me alone. And then he came up to us afterwards and said... If if you you know if you're looking to lose weight if weight loss is your goal I'd actually suggest that you do this instead. He wasn't an instructor. He wasn't the instructor. He was just a random man cycling beside me, and I was very so presumptuous of him to how presumptuous to assume yeah. that you wanted to lose exactly. weight or... as if that was the objective Fuck of being off. in the Fuck off. That's what I wanted oh to tell God. him, and like my sister was nudging me because she could see that I was getting really, and I actually wish I. Had. You know they give you those little mini weights. Just... <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your nose? Oh, I'm so sorry. It's so hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't want to get a nose broken, don't come to the spin class. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I did think when you talk about mammals that I could be an owl, an older woman in Lycra. An owl. Owls are nicer, aren't they? Owl. I like it. Yeah, you don't get to be an owl for a while, though. I'm afraid, darling. No, I have to be a hag for now. Yeah, yeah, hags and owls. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. See, honestly, you want anything naming? 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'll be in touch. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank well, you. Thank you for inviting me. Very excited to be here. It was so nice to have you on and chat. And I think this will be like a really good episode for a lot of people. If we get some haggy places for a triathlon next year, will you lead... You lead them, Braveheart style. I'd, I'd love to. As I say, I can't do Blenheim because I've got to you do... You can do it on the Saturday. I don't, I don't like putting a wet wetsuit on. <laughs> it wouldn't dry in time for the, for the following morning. Oh, come on. <laughs> you, if Daisy Grant's going to come and do Blenheim with Dave, you've got to wear a wet wetsuit. I'll rent you another one. You're, you're doing, we're, we'll, we'll all do Blenheim. Okay. Um, thank you so much. Thanks, Pleasure, girl. Love Thanks. you. Take care. Should I delete that is part of the ACAST Creator Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.